last week we had the sense that uh, what we had touched on needed some review. And, uh, we'll try to do that because uh, we're dealing with some very important and very delicate uh, ideas. I hope through Hashem's help to find the proper path in this in this topic. So once again, we we find uh, the Rashi comes from the Medrash that uh, there was something very unique about the nature of the gathering of Jewish people at our Sinai in advance of Kabbalah Satira. All the other encampments contained some kind of friction, some contention, some strife. There was not perfect, complete harmony within the Jewish people at any other time. But when Kalashol came to Midbar Sinai, the Torah says, Vayicha, Kalashol kept as one person. You're completely unified. There was no disagreement of any uh, personal nature among anyone of the Jewish people with anyone else. Amazing, right? <laughs> Amazing. And the final lush of the Medrash, Hashem said, the time has come that I will give them my Taira. Seems that it was taking advantage of this of this time. Before Hashem the Medrash says, had uh, they not reached that, would have had to be delayed. And it doesn't seem that this was a state that was uh, even necessarily uh, guaranteed or expected to be maintained. It doesn't say that Kalosho reached a level of no longer having any machlokas. Just maybe they lost it later. It was Giyasho. This, this time is the opportune time. So it doesn't seem to be a matter of the Jewish nation reaching a certain level of spiritual altitude that now they are fit for the Torah. But they are in this state of complete unity. Now they can receive it. So the question is, what is that all about? What is it about being in this state even temporarily? What is so critical about this state of being in unity to able to receive the Torah? So we suggested at first, as a start, the first idea was perhaps that was needed at least at the time of the receiving of the Torah for B'nai Israel to be in this state so that they should be able to perceive the Torah correctly. They should understand correctly the true nature, the true essence of what the Torah is all about. They had to have that good connection with one another to be able to understand the true essence, the true nature, the true character of the Torah that Hashem is giving to them and what Hashem is offering to them. And uh, we, we tried to draw from the episode of Hill and the Gear, where the Gemara shows us that it's the human experience that is critically needed to be able to understand what the Torah is really all about. Because the Gear asked Hillel um, if he could convert him on the condition that he could teach him one single principle that will encompass the whole Torah. Shabbai initially first said, no, it's not possible. Torah has too many fundamental principles. We cannot give one single one. And Hillel said, yes, I can accept you on that condition. And he, and he said to the Geir, do not relate to your friend, your, your good, devoted, long-standing friend, in a manner that's would be greatly painful to you 
if he would relate to you that way. You know the pain of your good friend not caring about something that you asked of him, not remembering something, not being properly attuned to what could bring you closer together and maybe sort of turning away because that friendship is so precious, so valued, is so good that it would be truly painful to you if something sort of went awry in that relationship. And Hill will say to the Gare, this is what Hashem is giving us with him. Hashem is giving us the closest friendship. He is our friend and our father's friend, Pasuk says initially. Rashi brings it. So to relate to that, to understand that, we need the human experience. So the Jewish people had to be experiencing together that true closeness in order to be able to know this principle, that this is what Hashem is giving us to have the closest connection with him and to be able to value it as it's warrants to be valued, of course. How does that sound so far? I like it. Okay. Um, if anybody else wants to agree or disagree, they're invited. <laughs> so what did, what did Hashem show us the state that we're supposed to attain by following the Torah? Um, so this, the suggestion is, as a first step, that for the Jewish people to understand what the Torah is really, like Hill is saying, what it really is, is a true devoted relationship, Hashem to us and us experiencing it in the manner that we can by our bringing ourselves also close to Hashem in that relationship, our using all the methods that Hashem gives us, which is the Torah, to be able to have that closeness with Him. And just as we value it and can understand the, the beauty, the holiness, of the true devoted friendship between people, that is the bushel, that is the, the, the means of trying to understand the best we could. And that's how the Torah is given, to be able to use the human experience as the way to have some understanding of what Hashem is giving us to have with Him. That was the first step. How does that sound? Gary, you can take your time. So we, it's, it's, it's so we've been working for for thirty three hundred years on trying to achieve that state again. <laughs> yes, <laughs> exactly. And and hopefully before Mashiach comes, or at least with Mashiach's coming, we will have it once again. That's great. That would be great. At the time of Mashiach, there'll be no war. There'll be no strife. There'll be no conflict. It will be everyone together. When Mashiach comes, it'll be all together, like we say, the Rosh Hashanah Davening. There will be one group, one unit. So we need to experience it. So I'm, I'm focusing right now on the aspect of cholesterol, feeling that feeling, that amazing feeling that comes from that good connection. To be able to perceive it's it's true value, it's true. This moment, this moment, Kalashal was in that state, meaning they were understanding through their good you know, effort on their own part, but they were essentially experiencing that oneness with each other. That could be perhaps the meaning of there came the time. This time is the opportune time. Now they are living with it. Now they are understanding it. Now they're experiencing it. The Torah is given at this time, it will come to them, it will register in their heart and mind and soul in the way that it needs to. And that can be the 
proper foundation for all the future pursuit of the Torah. But, but how do you be, can, can I ask a question? Please, go ahead, Gary, absolutely. Thank you. How do you be friends with somebody like you've got all these liberal Jews and they're trying to, to, to jackhammer <laughs> the country apart? How, how do you be friends with people like that? Okay, you know, you, you can't be one with them. That is a, that is a, a, a powerfully good question. And of course, this is not simple. But you're, you're taking us to the next step. Okay. Because okay. the truth, the truth is you're really, you're really touching on something very important. Because <sighs> the truth is that this marshal the hill gave to the gear is really not the fullness, does not really describe fully what Yisrael achieved at that time and what they needed to achieve. And it could very well be that the Gare was not ready to grasp the totality of what the Jewish nation possesses and what they were able to accomplish at that time and what we are striving to accomplish. Because the Gare was after all not yet, not yet converted. So we had certain limitations. And the concept of two devoted friends is within the framework of the fundamental principle of the Torah. But it would seem that what Klaus achieved, as you're touching on, was really more than that. Because it wasn't only individuals with their own very best good friends that were accepting the Torah. That wasn't enough for them to receive the Torah. It was everyone together. It was a oneness that each one had with every single member of the Jewish people. And this we see brought out in the Yalka Shimoni that says that Hashem said, the Torah is all shalom. The totality of the Torah is shalom. As the Pasuk says, as we know, Hashem said the Torah is kula shalom. Totally shalom. To whom can I give my Torah? To a nation that loves shalom. And this was the Jewish people that manifested, that achieved a true love of shalom at that time. So what does it mean, the love of shalom? What is, what, what is the love of shalom? Can it just be that, you know, it's comfortable not to be in conflict? Because then... That's not a great uh, spiritual level. And that cannot be what the Torah is completely about. So what does it mean that the Torah is completely shalom? And what does it mean that Klaasro loved shalom? And we suggested, with the help of the Baral and Avos, of the Mishnah that directs us to follow the example and be among the students of Aaron Akoye, who pursued, loved peace and pursued peace. Maral says there that the entire essence and level and mission of Aaron Akoye was to unite the Jewish people to the point of their becoming Ab Echad, one nation, to unite them with each other and with Hashem. And this is why Aaron was Aaron was making peace between friends, husband and wife, wherever was needed. He was the one who was able to bring people back together because that was his whole responsibility. That was his whole goal in life. That was his whole level as a Kain Gadol, was uniting Klal Yisrael through his being the one that is doing the Avodah. Somehow they all have one Kain Gadol. There was a foundational connection between all of them through him. And he carried that out in real life of bringing people together and also bringing them back to Hashem because that was all part of the ultimate goal, connection with each other and connection of the Jewish nation with Hashem. And we see in the Sefer Torah Devorah that Klaus Yisrael is defined essentially as one unit and other sources. Shall be other sources that Klausrol really is completely spiritually interconnected. So there is a, a foundation, there is a true spiritual essence of connection, 
and oneness of the Jewish nation. So what is the quality of loving Shalom? It would see that what it means is to truly value and appreciate and love and pursue and live with and live as that definition of being one with one another. The true, complete oneness of the Jewish nation. That means an essential oneness with even the ones that are very far away from Torah and right now very antagonistic, sadly, because they are misled or somehow, of course, we cannot even know. They probably also can't even know how they got there. But in, in essence, the Jewish people is like one neshama. It's like one essence. One Marshall given is like all the letters of the Sefer Torah that combine to, to comprise the Sefer Torah. So the, the quality of loving Shalom is to recognize the greatness of this, the beauty of this, the holiness of this, the, the pleasure of this. And wants that that should supersede everything else. And we're able to put aside any cause of strife, any cause of conflict that would pull us apart. And we'll choose rather to be together than to be separate and unto myself and at odds, even when there might have been otherwise powerful cause to be at odds. And all comes down to relating to my true self-definition, my true essence, which is as a part of the unit of the Jewish people. The individual is a halic of the whole. And if we're at odds with each other, then I'm broken, then I'm not whole, then I'm not functioning. And if we are together, then it's amazing. <laughs> then it's the greatest beauty. So now you might wonder, so what's so hard to choose that? Who doesn't want to have the enjoyment of all that good connection? But the answer, of course, is that it's not so easy to take that step, especially from the outset, because naturally, the, the essential physical perception of a person, of himself, is as a completely distinct, separate being. This may be what the morale means, or maybe including what the morale means, that Gaiva is the, is the, is the strongest midah of Gashmias, because that is my whole self-definition. This is myself unto myself for myself, of myself, by myself. And in that sense, I will measure against someone else. I will measure myself vis-a-vis -vis somebody else, placing myself above, but all with measurement. And the need of humility, which is, which is the source of connection, which goes hand in hand, which produces connection, which is inseparable from that connection, has no measurement, there's no distinction, there's no separation. We're all together. <laughs> just, just one more thought, just to follow, to follow through on this, this idea. It's fascinating how we find in Mesul Sasharim, when he describes how even the person who is blessed with great wisdom should not give himself credit for that, not consider himself superior because of that. He's, he's only using the ability that Hashem gave him. And if he's blessed with great wisdom, it's given to him to be able to teach others, to share with others. That's the, that's the purpose of it. And it should be for everyone. And he ends off and so to someone who's wealthy, someone who's very mighty, to help those who are in need of financial assistance, in need of physical protection. And he ends off, it's like a great house, a great palace, that everyone is working together to make it function properly, successfully, and efficiently. So he follows through in Anava with we're just here all together, working together. So it would seem that the core of this is 
that's recognition, that embracing of that true self-definition. We are part of this unit, this glorious unit of Claudius. Simple, how did that sound to you? It's It's a beautiful idea to have the unity and the peace all together and they're interconnected. But you, but you see why it's not so easy. Yeah, I mean, that's not easy. <laughs> if everyone is, you know, Gaiva is definitely one of the biggest battles and that's going to take away and being selfish and self-centered and right. so the, those, the, those are not easy things. Right. The, the, the suggestion is that our natural perception is I am a separate being. We cannot see our interconnection. We cannot see that. There may be rare occasions we get to experience it and feel something of it. But, but you know, with, with the naked eye, you can't see it. So naturally, we perceive ourselves and we are pulled very strongly to self-definition, to comparison, to competition. But in, through this form of connection, there's no more competition. I want everyone's success together. I do not want to be more successful than my fellow Jew. I want us to all be successful together, completely equally. And that will be more enjoyable. And to be able to perceive this from the outset is not simple at all. To realize, oh, this will be a better form of existence. This will be the true, the true life of a Jew, because that's what we truly are. Able to somehow know this and choose this and value this. To, to, to love it mean to know that this exists and what it could be. That's the means of love of Shalom. And we also found that we could see how critical this is to receiving the Torah because HaKadosh Baruch also relates in such a manner of, of undertaking a relatedness, a form of relatedness of being one with the Klal Yisrael, of being, in a sense, interdependent with the Klal Yisrael, because how does Hashem define himself? As a Melech of the nation. The Melech, the only Melech, through the nation. He defines himself as Adam Rishon, called Hashem, which Hashem accepted. Adoid, the master, Chavazlava says the master needs to have an event, otherwise of whom is the master. Hashem defines himself as the master and choosing us as his avod, choosing us as his nation to be unique to him, to be a nation that is his nation. So he is undertaking, like the Rabbi says, in his humility to give us a connection with him, even though they really Nately can't be because Hashem has no need for any, any other being, of course. But he gives to us, in his humility, to have a connection with him of what form? Of a, of, a, of a king to his nation who is glorified by his nation. And as we found in the Beit Bachet and the Brachas, Hashem considers Klausrol to be his at least primary glory in the world, wearing us as his crown. So Hashem is relating to us in this form of that supreme connection of being our king and we his nation. And without him, we have nothing and he without us has nothing in this world. So we need to have that first with each other. We need to experience that. And somehow we could experience that first as a nation with one another to be prepared to receive it, to become fully, completely the nation of Hashem, to receive Hashem's Torah, receive the means of connection with Him that is giving us. Because then we can understand what Hashem is giving us such a close relationship that is beyond two friends together. Two friends together, devoted, loving, committed, caring for each other, respecting each other, but they're not the entire being through one another. 
and Hashem is the Melech of Kal Yisrael. That means it's only through us that he is the Melech. And his whole desire of being native to the entire universe is primarily through Kal Yisrael. So we are also everything to Hashem. And that is the form of that the Torah is being given. Of such a connection, such a absolute connection of Hashem and Kal Ask a question. Yes, absolutely. Go ahead, Gary. But all of this love and stuff only lasted for for forty days until <laughs> until great, great Moshe came down. With the, great question. Yes, great question. So my my thought is, my hope is that um, it was critical to be being experienced at the time that the Torah is being given. Like the Medrash says, Hashem said, the time came. And if we would receive the Torah in, with, with the correct understanding, with the correct sense of it, with the correct experience of it, then it will take hold in the Jewish nation. And then it will be our, our task to try to maintain it. And really, the Sephora says that Hashem's intention was that through the giving of the Torah originally, the Jewish people should then be the light to all the nations of the world to serve Hashem all together. And that would have been the, the full culmination of the whole, the whole creation. would all come from there. But uh, we veered away. We did the eagle. We did other serious uh, misdeeds in the Midwest. Raglan and set the stage for later so it's like the Ramchal says about the Chet Marisha. after that it had to be a very long and complex route to achieve Hashem's initial plan but we can be comforted that the basic foundation did take hold within us and that enables us to get as close as we can to get back as close to what was as we can to what was there. So we should look at it as like either all or nothing, success or failure. And it could be that uh, really there was something that was lasting from that time. Like Yalkashwari's Mashma Hashem said, To whom will I give my Taira? To a nation that loves Shalom. That would seem to indicate that Khalashol did reach. A sort of a breakthrough point of becoming a nation that loves Shalom. Like we know what we accomplished then. It's still like somehow dormant within us. We have within us, there was implanted within the entire future of the Jewish nation, this appreciation of that oneness, which at least at times can come to the fore or it could hold us you know, back from Perhaps, you know, complete division, even though there were some quite uh, difficult times in our history of uh, conflict, inner conflict. But uh, we're still here. And this may play a significant role that we reached the level as a nation of valuing, truly loving, truly appreciating, truly choosing that identity of the true identity that we have of connection with one another with all the good that it contains can i ask a question yes go ahead we mentioned the concept of oneness every day in the shema is the concept of oneness at matan torah related to the concept of oneness in the shema I think so, because we find uh, even in the Shabbos Davidi, and we find uh, in the Torah, 
the Bore Brachas says, we have glorified Hashem by our accepting the Torah, even at the cost of losing all material benefit if we veer off. And Hashem has glorified the Jewish nation. He has chosen us to be his nation. We have chosen Hashem. And the Torah records that. The Gemara says that this is warranted. This is warranted for Hashem to wear as his crown of glory in his tefillin. Who is like the nation of Israel? As we see in the Torah, that we produced in the world this unique honor for Hashem. So Kalashor is playing that critical role of the nation that manifests Hashem's honor in the world. And of course, Hashem is the Hashem. Our Hashem is that of the whole world. And he chooses us. Well, 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 first among nations means oneness. Yes, absolutely. And uh, another very strong uh, supportive of what you're suggesting is the uh, Rashi that we mentioned in the Zosab Racha, where it says that Hashem is the Belach, the Yeshurun, the when they're gathered together. Rashi says, when Klai Yisrael is Ba'achdus, is, is one, then Hashem is the Belach over them. And if not, he's not Belach over them. And the Aral explains there the Gorarie, because Malchus is Achdus. What does that mean? Malchus kingdom, kingship is oneness. So he suggested that as best we can understand, what is a true king? A true king is total, complete devotion to his nation, total, complete connection to his nation, total identity as the king of the nation. For that to be in place, the nation has to be a truly unified nation. Otherwise, they're split apart. Then he cannot be the king over the nation. So the nation has to be one, and then the king can be the king over this unified nation. And that is the form that Hashem has chosen to exist in the world for us able to understand and experience our connection with Hashem. With Kalisrol having a unified identity and Kalisrol all together having the identity of being Hashem's nation and having no other identity. But that to be a first step of that we have it with each other. And then Hashem says, I can give them the Torah that is complete shalom, connection with me. Once they have connection with each other, once they have made that step, once they have accomplished, gained that quality of the value of this, with themselves, one another. Then they can come to have it all together with Hashem. Wow, that's beautiful. Wow. Yes, it's amazing. That is but, amazing. <laughs> if you allow me, I want to try to take one more step. This, this feels like climbing up a mountain and you get up to the top of the mountain ridge, then you see there's the entire countryside, there's the entire wilderness ahead of you with more mountains to climb. Before you go on, I just want to, I want to ask a go question ahead, because yes. I want, I want please, to get please. to the top and I'm afraid if I'm <laughs> stuck on the bottom, then I'm never going to make it. So, <laughs> go ahead, um, go ahead. So we're talking about you know the idea of wanting to unite with another person, even if... Um, I mean, the way I'm kind of hearing it is like we have to reflect the mocha, but even more than I mean, giving to someone more than necessarily you have for yourself and kind of uniting in a way, whether you have that or not. In other words, let's say, you know, whatever, whatever shalom we're, we're talking about, I mean, applying it to taking it from out of the and then applying it to kind of day-to-day life. Um, so if that's the assumption, then the, the, the best suggestion, the best suggestion for day-to-day -day life that I could suggest is that we should hold on to this recognition that we are truly innately connected. And 
try to stay stay the course, not be derailed from that, and try to find the ways as best we can to allow that to have its expression. There can be sometimes a lot of preventions, a lot of blockages. It can be hard. Like in the Chovas Lavovas' bushel of the travelers, where there's this there's challenge. There's a lot of room for lack of agreement, lack of oneness. It's, it's not easy to stick together and come up with a plan that everybody can somehow buy into and make it work together. So there could be a lot of life situations that are not easy and we're, we're inclined to turn away or stay away. But if we know that really innately there is a connection and that the best true form of existence is somehow working together, even if it's messy, even if it's not totally comfortable, but still, it's still better to be essentially working together and that we have that core basis for it, then hopefully we'll be able to do better. We'll be able to, to sometimes discover that it wasn't as hard as we originally thought. <laughs> it looked like it was impossible. It wasn't impossible. It just was very hard. Does that make sense? Yeah, I, I think so. Um, I'm, I mean, I guess the, what I'm, I'm trying to understand is motivating somebody like you know, trying to have like the motivation in mind for striving for yourself um, that's kind of what I, I was wondering about and I feel like sometimes if you get in the way is this idea of like when we're talking about Gaiva the idea of like like why should I give you something that I don't have so like you know whatever the in other words, why would there be a lack of shalom? Right, the other there's something there's something that's being disagreed upon. There's something that's you know two people are not on the same wavelength. Right. So if so, I'm upset, if I'm whatever, like I don't want to give you something I don't have. Like why should you have more than me? Right. So the suggestion is that we look at it like it's pulling the resources. We are together. We are innately one. Every single Jew with every single other one, and of course everyone all together, but even everyone with any other one. Like, like the Torah says, there's a part of me in each one and a part of them in me. Like I can do the mitzvah for them. I'm hired to help them do the mitzvah. It's, it's, it's me there. There we're all we're all inside each other. So it's really a it's really a a, a, a collection of resources here. It's not like how can I give you what I don't have? It's okay, what do we have here that we could try to use together? And this is, of course, very, very not natural. And we can't expect ourselves to like, just like, you know, flip into this. But wherever we could somehow have the presence of mind, like, okay, let's try to find a way to make it work together. Like in the Chovas Lovos, you have a lot of animals, a lot of packages. This is not simple. I have my ideas. They're not seeing it like me. I'm very tempted to say, okay, goodbye. I'm done with you. I'm off. I'm on my own. And I'll make it okay myself. And maybe that will be right. And maybe that will be wrong. Because <laughs> I don't know how I'm going to be feeling when I'm all alone. So if I could, if I could turn in and say, we have to make this work. Let's try again. Let's go over this plan again. Let's try to tweak it. Maybe we can find something that we can that we can all embrace. Oh, we found it. We found the system. Uh -huh. Now we can go back to the result of Yes, yes. Now we can make it up the mountain. Now we're together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
uh, when somebody starts turning back, you say, wait, 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 don't, don't. <laughs> don't give up yet. What do you need? Tell me what you need. Let's see if we can, if we, we can give it to you. Okay. So I want to try to take one more step. Because if we look in Der Hashem, we'll find an amazing, amazing thing. Again, Hashem said, the Torah's Kulo Shalom, the entire Torah is, as we're translating it, oneness, connection. This is the entire Torah. And if you look in that, we'll see it's clearly spelled out in a way that like, we almost can't believe what we see on the page. But I think I might have a muscle that can make it workable. <laughs> that was, of course, just said, but I should buy it if it's good. The Dar Hashem says, Hashem wants to give the maximum good to the created being because his quality of kindness is of the perfection of Hashem. So it is infinite. So nothing less than the greatest good that can be bestowed can be sufficient to be the product of Hashem's quality and desire for kindness. But what will be the greatest good that a person could possibly receive? Of course, only the good that is of Hashem himself, because that is the true good. But after all, that good can only be found in Hashem himself. So how can it come to a created being? Says Rabchal, it can come to a created being by the created being being given away to attach and to connect to Hashem. And thereby, although he cannot be defined innately with Hashem's perfect and good essence, but through his connection to Hashem, that perfection will be related to him. You can have some measure of it through his connection to it and be able to receive that maximum good as much as is possible for a created being to receive. So Essentially, the entirety of the Torah is becoming into connection with Hashem. But remember, we have to we have to remember it in, in context of the human connections that are given as the muscle for it. And that is like father and child, like king of the nation, like best good friends. Then the Rabbi continues, and he says that in addition to a person being worthy, becoming worthy of connection to Hashem by his making himself similar and like Hashem through all the mitzvahs of the Torah, the learning of the Torah, the beauties of the Torah, but it's more than that. Because everything of Shlemus, everything of goodness, relates only to Hashem, is only of Hashem. Anything that is truly good is only related to Hashem, because Hashem is the source of all good. And even something that does not reach that root Shlemus, which is Hashem himself, it is like an outgrowth of it. It's a branch. It's a branch from that root. So when a person is involving himself and attaching himself to any aspect of Shlemus, he is essentially attaching himself to Hashem in real time. He is living in connection with Hashem through his connection to that aspect of Shlemus, 
be it the greatest or the smallest element. Any aspect of Shlemus, any mitzvah, any midotayva, anything of ruchni nature, that is of truly good nature, is of Hashem himself, is rooted and based in Hashem. And the person's involvement with it, connection to it, embracing of it, acquisition of it, is a measure of connection, is actual, real, being connected to Hashem. And in that, through that, he will experience it to some degree, even in this world, and maximally eternally. How do we know even in this world? Because the Rambam says that when a person has the choice of earning an extra money on Purim, you should give it to the Anim, because there's no greater simcha than to uplift the hearts of the Yisraelim and Almanis and the Gerim and the Anim, because through that he is being like Hashem, who is the one who uplifts and strengthens those that are broken and lowly in spirit. So he is like Hashem, and he is being like Hashem, and he will thereby be experiencing that in the best good way. So everything of the Torah is innately <laughs> nothing else but connection to Hashem. These are all the methods, all the means. They're all just enabling a person to have that best good connection, which will which is to be experienced in the manner of the same, the same nature as though we have that connection with each other. It's being defined in a similar way. This is love of Shalom. The Torah, all the Torah is Shalom. Like the Rabchal says, everything of Shleimus is Ha'oras Padav Vikrivasai. The, the light of Hashem's presence. The joy of Hashem's presence, Hashem is giving his, his gladness and his closeness. That is everything of Shleimus is only that. Hashem's presence is there. In what kind of way? With, 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 with gladness. It's like embracing. So this is everything of Taira is is absolutely doing that, creating that, forging that. Okay. Well, these words are very hard to relate to. I think I have something that we can use. And I want to offer the following mushroom as perhaps a way to get some understanding of this, this metzias, of what Torah really is. Just connection with Hashem the root of all good, all the ways of achieving that, all the ways of experiencing that, all the ways of acquiring that, of making that within us forever, is the Torah. It's every mitzvah that we do, any good thing that we do, just that. So imagine, let's imagine the following. Let's together with the king of the nation. We have a great and refined, exalted nation who are so fortunate, who have been so blessed to have as their king someone who encompasses in his personality every single good and noble quality that a human being can possess. He is beyond words, kind, compassionate, truthful and just, fearless and courageous in battle to defend his nation is completely, totally devoted to caring for them, to giving to them, to helping them, to educating them. He has the wisdom beyond all other men combined. And he's also the most humble. 
and again, completely and solely devoted to his nation, who he just admires, respects, has no words for his love to them. His people, there is glory. He considers them his honor, his nation. Every single one of them desperately wants to have personal connection with him. They would want to be there as he's carrying out justice day by day. They would want to be hearing him giving advice. They would want to hear him planning military strategy, directing his army. They would want to be with him day and night. But of course, this is not possible. They cannot have a constant personal connection with the king in that kind of way. But he understands this need, this desire that they have. And he wants to give them everything good that he can. So what does he do? There's only one thing he could do. He composes in written form a, a teaching, a, a great scroll of education, of inspiration, of guidance that will communicate to them all of the qualities that he possesses and how to acquire them in the most complete, full way. Each one according to their ability. And every single member of his kingdom will be able to study this scroll on their level. Oh, will be able to learn all that the king possesses within himself. They will be able to, as much as they can understand, they will be able to grasp something of his wisdom. They will be able to learn how to become kind, compassionate, truthful, devoted, courageous, and humble. And through that study, they will be experiencing deep connection to their king because they will be perceiving in it that this is his wisdom. This is their beloved king's wisdom. And as they embark on their life's work of trying to become like him, they will experience in every step of proving themselves, learning from his direction, learning from his example, and learning from his teaching, that they are becoming, little by little, more and more like their king. And of course, they will never complete to plumb the depth of what he has given to them because it is, it is infinite beyond any single individual's grasp. But whatever each one could take out, they will see and they'll put into action that they are becoming as much as they can be like their king. And they will experience in that connection to their beloved king. And this will be their entire life's goal. This will be their entire joy and treasure in life. Becoming like the king through his teaching and through studying with every effort they can bring the depth of his teaching to become like him. And the ultimate goal will be that the entire nation as a whole will all be like the king as much as they can be each one according to their ability. And that will be their greatest success forever. They will become connected. They will be in the process connecting and they will ultimately achieve that fullness of connection to their king, which will be the greatest, deepest joy that they could experience. They're becoming one with their king. And we know what the bush holds.
want the nimshalis. We don't want the nimshalis. This is how we're supposed to relate to the Torah. We are becoming like Hashem with every single aspect of Ruchnis. It has a contributing element. Some most clearly and obviously following the Midas of Hashem, Torah of Hashem, the Chochmah of Hashem, the Ebbis of Hashem, and other aspects are all contributing to that final product of becoming as like Hashem and as connected to Hashem. And we can experience it if we are aware along the way. This is nothing but connecting to Hashem. So really we are doing kiru, all life law, of ourselves to Hashem. And hopefully as much as we can to help others too. That's what we're doing. It's Kirov to Hashem. That's the entire time. Bring ourselves close to that Melech who's giving to us to have connection to him. Who wants for us to have connection to him. Who's rejoicing in our being able to have connection to him. And that's all that we have. It's connection to him. That's all that we need. Sort of like sum it up. <laughs> visited Radna for a few days. We were sitting next to the Chavetz Chaim by Shalosh Shudis. Chavetz Chaim had a chubish next to him. And the Chavetz Chaim was caressing the chubish. And he said, oh, The Abishta's Chibir. The Abishta's Chibir. <laughs> this is the book that the Abishta wrote. Oh. <laughs> it was caressing. So through the Koras Hashem, Chavetz Chaim's Ikir Bidur, Yehud Kameski said, "What is Avas Yisrael? Everything he did was to help Klal Yisrael. Whatever safer they needed, he wrote." So through the Koras Hashem's Shlemus, you want to be connected, and that's all that the Torah is—to give us the means to be engaging in connection to Hashem. But we first have to have the connection with each other. We have to experience as the foundational starting point, like Klausrol did, the connection to Klausrol. Oh, that we have a sense. Oh, this is our true self, the Klausrol. But it's not complete. We need also the connection with Hashem, all of Klausrol together. And then we are truly connected to Hashem in the form that we need, that Hashem sees correct for us to have, to be able to achieve that fullness of connection. And Hashem is also relating to us through his connection to us. And, and at the final, final accomplishment, ultimately, and this is just unbelievable, ultimately, LPMS is accomplished as a real team effort. Because what does Hashem do? He gives us to bring about his purpose in the creation. Because it has to be through our work and through our choosing. So Hashem wants to bestow the maximum good. But it's left to us to bring it about through our choice, through our effort. And when we do it, and when we receive it, then who did it? We did it. There can't be a created being with Bechira, who only through his Bechira is Hashem's loving desire of maximum chesed accomplished. So there is that connection even in the actual Mitzis of how it is produced. It is produced through Hashem and us. Us as his effort that are bringing it about through his help, through his bestowing us with the possibility and through our choosing it and making it happen with his, of course, good help along the way. So that is real, real, true connection of the Melech and the Evet, the Melech and the Al, and achieve the Melech's infinite chesed together.
that will be a good basis to experience that connection. Okay, I guess we could pause here.